Hello and welcome to this week's Therapy for Me and yet again it's Saturday morning. I find myself recording on Saturday morning. Uh, I was at the football last night. Uh, Sheffield United beat Hull at Bramall Lane under the lights. Uh, Lovely crisp evening, great game, bit of drama, end-to-end sending off uh, as you'd expect from an evening football match. So that was all good Um, and Josh brought a couple of mates with him, took a couple of mates with him uh, along last night, which was just joyous, joyous to have that conversation, that language, that rhythm of conversation going on around me um, in the car. And because I've known um, the two friends for a long, long time, then there wasn't that kind of stilted awkwardness of me being there. Uh, they just they just went into their into their kind of spiel and I just you know tried to hang on to as much of the conversation as I possibly could of which was very little bit Uh, as you'd expect there's large a a large amount of sort of language being used that's particular to them and to their their particular sort of time in life mostly words that seem to be used completely out of context as far as I could tell but clearly that's what do I know I grew up saying rad um, but it was just, it was actually the one I really liked. The one I really liked was prom pose because um, clearly proms are coming up when they finish their GCSEs. Clearly proms are a thing to be talked about. And I didn't realise that prom posing was a thing, but clearly prom posing is a thing. Uh, where have I been? I know, where have I been? Um, so that was, that was, that was my favourite, but it also introduced me to furry, which I'll perhaps touch on later. Anyway, that's probably the longest introduction ever. Uh, let's get a bit of twang guitar and get started. <laughs> The gender reform bill that's been put forward in Scotland, well, not put forward in Scotland, that's actually been voted through by the Scottish Parliament, which um, as soon as it was voted through, the UK government said they were going to challenge that piece of legislation. And that's happened um, this week. Um, And the whole process that starts that, uh, which involves them using a particular a piece of a legal piece of legal framework, a particular le- uh, legal lever that they needed to use, um, and I can't remember what it is. It's a section something, or it's a whatever thirty five. I think I can't remember anyway. That was announced in Parliament this week. They were going to uh, they were going to enforce, or they were going to utilise this particular lever, which is the first time it's ever been used uh, to challenge something that's gone on in the Scottish Parliament, and. I mentioned it before and I got a little bit irate about it because I didn't think it was for the UK government to do that. And that's kind of where I want to sort of come back to. But I, and and this is quite a tricky topic. And one of the reasons I wanted to come back to it was because I didn't want, in hindsight... Um, that to be a comment on the legislation itself. And I can't actually remember what I said at the time. I'm really struggling um, to get my head, head round the challenges to this particular piece of uh, legislation, which obviously in Scotland allows people from the age of 16 um, to make decisions about how they identify, which is absolutely fine, but also what the ramifications are there for how 
you know they go about their daily lives in society and what that means for where they have access to and obviously the debate does center a lot around uh single sex spaces particularly in things like changing rooms and toilets and what have you um and i don't know enough about that and i i and i think actually maybe the the advantage of this is this might be the start of a long overdue debate about this topic which hopefully we can have in a in in a reasonable manner so we can actually start to understand it more because i i it's not that i I, I don't want to understand it or that I don't want to necessarily have a view on it. But at this point in time, I don't I don't have a view on it simply because I haven't heard enough to make me appreciate everything um, uh, around this uh, particular issue. Um, what I do have an opinion on is where this takes us legally, um, where this takes us with regard to the fact that the the bill is a devolved issue. Um, so gender, um, as far as I'm aware, as far as I've, I've read, is a devolved issue. But the Equalities Act isn't a devolved issue. And this is where we are in a situation that's 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 complex in terms of um, the argument is that the Gender Reform Bill in Scotland will impact on the, the wider uh, Equalities Act that obviously is in force um, in all of the union. And because of that, then it it, it becomes a UK Parliament um, sort of sort of issue because it becomes a wider union issue under under the the equality side of it rather than the gender side of it, which I hope kind of makes sense. The the bit I want to talk about though is actually none of those things in terms of I think that that kind of legal that grey legal area and of course legal is always grey when you get into things like this is one that's going to rumble on and on and, and a court will ultimately make a decision on that. Um, the bit about it I'm really concerned about is how this has been turned into an issue that's actually about two different things. Um, this is this has become, for um, for Sturgeon, this has become a, a devolution issue, uh, and, and this has become, an in, not a devolution, an independence issue. So this is now going to be used to, to garner and to stoke support for uh, independence. And in the UK, it's clearly being used as a um, as a culture war issue it's being used as something to stoke particularly by the Tories because Labour don't have an absolute position on it and Labour have been uncomfortable talking about this issue and I think it's perfectly fine to be uncomfortable talking about this issue I'm uncomfortable talking about this issue I don't know enough to say anything on it uh, and I, as I say I don't feel prepared or I don't feel informed enough but the Tory party think they know where they stand on this issue so therefore they are and even if they don't what they do know is they think they can push Labour uh, and make Labour squirm so it to me it just seems totally the wrong on on for two on two sides it seems totally the wrong thing to use as either a culture war divide and a, and a stoker or a stoker in terms of um, you know Scottish independence and I think for that point i think we need to step back and i think we need to i do think we need to have this debate but i think we need to step back and work out how the hell you know how the hell we do this now the one thing i would say about the situation in scotland is six years worth of consultation got them to their gender reform bill and the one thing that is this kind of acknowledged is that the uk legislation is is way out of date it's you know it's 10 15 years uh, old so it's it, it's certainly not representative um, and the one thing you can say for the Scots is at least they've put that time in and they've arrived at that that particular conclusion um, 
without wanting to turn it back to Brexit, it also went through with a far greater majority than the Brexit vote went through. Um, and of course, you've only got to look and see what's what that's caused around the country. But in terms of how it's being, how it's not necessarily the issue itself, but how it's being used, I'm, I'm really uncomfortable. Tuesday. I ran on a treadmill. Today, I ran on a treadmill for the first time in a long, 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 long time. And it was just down to the fact that the paths are treacherous. Um, we had snow, uh, the snow melted, the snow very quickly froze after it had melted and it turned into black ice. Uh, it was that horrible kind of thing of snow, then a slight rise in temperature, then a very quick drop in temperature. And literally the village and the surrounding roads just became, it became an ice rink. Um, and it, so it, it just it just was not worth the potential uh, injury that would have happened. And and it's not about the temperature because I was running in sort of minus five, minus six fairly recently. But the paths were clear. They were cold, but they were clear. There was no water. There was no sheet ice. It was fine. So I popped down to the local gym, um, the Phoenix in the village, and just wandered and said, "Can I use the treadmill?" Which they very kindly let me do. And it was just an it was weird being back on a treadmill. It's a different way of running. Um, it's weird to spend sort of 45, 50 minutes on a treadmill, which I did. Um, you get off and you're, a, you know, kind of a little bit unsteady on your feet because you've been on that thing, you know, because it's an artificial thing, really. So um, you've been on that for a period of time and you get off and you're a little bit unsteady for those first few seconds when you when you get off. Um, and it's a it's a I found myself running against the treadmill. Um, by that I mean I'm used to my pace not being that regulated Um, so I will go out and I'll run a mile and it will be whatever the speed is but over the course of that mile your pace will change virtually every single stride Uh, and a treadmill is about keeping you on exactly the same stride pattern and exactly the same pace where it can so you find yourself running towards the controls um, and then you back off and then you find yourself running again so if you're running at a speed that you're running within then you you keep nudging towards the controls, um, and then you have to keep slowing yourself down, and it's kind of it is weird that whole regulation thing. And I think it's down to the fact that I just haven't done treadmill running. And I'm sure if you did a lot of treadmill running, you would you would adjust. Uh, I guess it's it's a bit like for a musician playing with a drum machine, in the fact that you play with a drummer, you don't play in time. And the best with the best word in the world, drummer stray, even the best drummer stray, compared with you know the actual uniform of something like a drum machine, which won't stray at all unless you tell it to. Um, and even then when it strays, it doesn't stray the way a human drummer does. So it's kind of, it's kind of like that in the fact that when you play with a, you play with a drummer, you, you, you know, you, you get into the rhythm of the drummer. So you are, your time is moving about, it's fluid. Uh, you play with the drum team, you, you don't have those choices. So actually most people who've never, you know, play with a click or play with a drum machine the first time you try it, you'd think, oh my God, I'm out of time. Uh, and actually in reality, you know, you're not, you're just not, well, you are, but only because every reference point you've got doesn't involve you having to be in time and that makes sense wow that was a long way round to say uh, I ran on the treadmill today Wednesday so I downloaded the Twitter app because Twitter is definitely broken as far as these third party apps are concerned and and, and it's been done deliberately Twitter have, have switched off the link that um, you know, Echo Phone and the other the other platforms have um, to Twitter. The APIs have effectively been switched off, so I can't access my Twitter feed the way I've accessed my Twitter feed for the last 
I don't know, decade. Um, and so I had I had the joy of using the Twitter app and I used it once and I haven't switched it back on since. And that's because it's I don't want Twitter curating for me. Um, and I'm going to have to look under the skin of Twitter to see if there's any way you can switch it off, if there's any deep, dark place in the settings where you can effectively say, bring me the people I follow in in you know in the linear way that they tweet you know if something's tweeted at 10:31 and something's tweeted at 10:33 and 10:37 then that's the order they should be in if i follow those people and i don't want bringing loads of stuff from people i don't follow it defeats the object of actually following people on twitter because in reality those tweets are either being hidden or you're you're being presented with something else and i know that's what facebook does and i know you have to game the algorithm on Facebook to to appear. And I know it's about, you know, the interest it gets in the first minute, in the first three minutes, the first five minutes, the first 10, which pushes it up your your feed. And I know how it works. You know, I know the fact that if you do do something clickbaity and on, on Facebook and you get a lot of attention, then your next post tends to, you know, be looked at far more generously. So people do clickbaity stuff so that the thing they really want to talk about gets more attention. And... I, you know, and I've I've kind of got used to it with Facebook because I don't use Facebook the way I use Twitter. Facebook, I'm all I, I'm almost I don't mind getting it in the order it comes in because it's not that sort of pulse of the nation thing that Twitter is. Twitter is very much an issue, and it's as an issue comes out, and then it's the early take on an issue, then it's as the issue develops, then there's more there's more information comes along, and so on and so forth. So if you go through your Twitter timeline, you know, on a day or a couple of daily basis, you can get a story almost from beginning to end, or from beginning to the point where that story's developed, and it's and the way it's presented to me means that I understand and I follow it all the way down. And that doesn't happen on Facebook and it doesn't happen the way that Twitter provides you with that information. The the fact of the matter is I don't think Twitter's ever made any money. So whatever they're doing in the way that Facebook's managed, you know, to 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 be monetized, I don't think Twitter ever has. I might be wrong, but I don't think it ever has. In which case, what they then do makes it kind of pointless because you only throw, you only curate in an effort to in, increase numbers, increase engagement and, and, and sell something, invariably some form of advertising. And I don't think they've ever managed to make Twitter work like that. So might be wrong, but if they haven't, then you're screwing up my you're screwing up my experience for the sake of something that's not real. I can only hope I can only hope that 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 Elon says it's okay for other people to have the feed and do it that way round. Uh, he seems to be very very clear about the thing he's okay he things he's okay about. You know, if you're Donald Trump or you're um, you know some of the people who was stoking issues in Brazil or whatever it, whatever it might be, then you're fine. If you're part of the anti-woke coalition, you're fine, fill your boots. But if you just want your tweets in, a, in, a, in an orderly fashion, then you clearly are the enemy. Thursday. Wow, this has been the rantiest one for a while. I've just uh, I just stopped for a slurp of tea and thought, grief, I'm I'm getting on one this morning. Um, so while I'm getting on one, let's let's go on, let's do another while I'm while I'm doing that. Um, firstly, I'm not going to rant about seatbelt gate. Um, I'm not going to, you know, look. He he did a video for whatever reason he didn't have a seatbelt on. Whether he wanted to look cool, whether it was a, a you know a conscious thing or whether it wasn't, he didn't have a seatbelt on. He's been fined. 
And as far as I'm concerned, that that's kind of the end of it. It was a mistake. Um, I, I don't see it as being something we should. I mean, I get the whole rule breakers, you know, rule makers, rule breakers, rule takers, whatever the thing is. I get all that. But in this, I don't see that as in this instance, you know, being being done in in that kind of way. I do think it genuinely probably was a mistake. Uh, he's been he's been caught out. I think Rishi's one of those politicians, unfortunately, that probably will get caught out with everything like that that goes his way. And all it's done is undermined his leveling up message anyway. So look, it, it, it's fine because the leveling up's flawed uh, in terms of how they've apportioned that money. Um, what I am going to rant a little bit about, and I am going to go to Brexit, and I haven't you know I haven't played this golden oldie for a while, but let's let's do it. Is the EU uh, retained law legislation has been floating around this week, and essentially what that means is that, uh, and it's it's badly named this bill, because I mean it's, it isn't it isn't EU retained law makes it sound like it's an EU thing. It isn't. All the laws that we had that that we were bound by when we were in the EU. All of those laws, a lot of which then became UK law anyway, we we thought of them as UK law. But essentially, so that the world wouldn't collapse when we left the EU, uh, we took all, every single one of that those existing pieces of legislation and we just dropped them onto the UK statute buttons and said they're UK law. So what this bill is essentially saying is those bits of UK that are now UK law that previously were EU law, we now want to burn them. And what we're going to do is we're going to set an arbitrary deadline at the end of the year and say that if it hasn't been reconfirmed that we want to keep it, by default, it disappears at the end of the year. Now, there's a lot wrong with this. The arbitrary deadline for a start is a main is a major, major problem. The fact that the government doesn't actually know how many pieces of legislation this relates to is a huge problem. They thought it was two and a half thousand. It turns out it's in excess of four or certainly around the, the four thousand mark. So even government of itself didn't know how many pieces of legisl- legislation we were talking about. So that worries me. Because what are you going to throw out in that time? So the the timeline, the arbitrary timeline wrong. The fact they haven't got the knowledge of, you know, they haven't got visibility to what it is easily is wrong. And the fact that arbitrarily you're going to throw things away if you miss a deadline rather than do it the other way around and say that actually, if you know, you, you we've got still so-and-so to get rid of things, scratch things off that we don't want, Um and after that date, things are retained just to just to lose things because there might not have been enough time to examine. It seems incredibly wrong. We don't know what might be taken away, what legal rights might be taken away by accident. And you shouldn't be taking legal rights away by accident. But more importantly than all of those things, because that's all structural procedural that's flawed, is the bigger one, which is take back control was supposed to be about Parliament. And what this does is this essentially puts the power with ministers. It puts the power with the executive. And that's not what we should be doing. We should be giving power back to Parliament. That was what this whole nonsense was sold on. And we now appear to be doing exactly the opposite to what Take Back Control suggested. Friday. I thought this was going to be an absolutely whopper of an episode this week but I'm going to bring it back in at the normal kind of time um, I've self-regulated quite well towards the end uh, after letting myself go a bit bonkers at the beginning um, and I'm going to finish with an air fryer update um, because I think I made the greatest cheese toasty ever this week in the air fryer and it's a revelation now we have 
a sandwich maker, the old fashioned Breville type thing. Um, it was a middle aisle, uh, it was a middle of little uh, purchase. And as soon as you use them, that you realise that, yes, they make nice types of sandwiches, but, oh, the upkeep is ridiculous. The filling just gets everywhere. You are constantly trying to clean this thing. You've got bits of, you know, dried toasted cheese everywhere that you can't get out. They're just greasy and horrible. And they have an aroma all of their own. Um, so I made a, um, a cheese toastie, uh, and I, I very similar way, actually, to the way you would do it in a sandwich maker. So a couple of slices of bread, uh, buttered them on the outside, uh, and then and, and and the bit that's come along that's genius that I can't believe I didn't think about before because it's so simple, is that it was ham, um, it was red onion marmalade, and it was mozzarella. And I've always used cheddar because that's what we've had in the house. But I bought a bag of grated mozzarella, I put mozzarella in, I then put the, the lid on the sandwich, top of the sandwich, obviously butter butter side out and then I put mozzarella on the top um, and then I put it in the air fryer and it had six minutes at 180 degrees and it was magnificent and the cheese on the outside really works it has that kind of caffeinero style look about it with that kind of that toasted top which is great and the mozzarella is just why 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 have I not thought that the secret to this is mozzarella why, why have I never arrived at that conclusion? Because it's got that stringiness, that kind of have a bite and it stretches out from your mouth kind of all over the place, kind of lovely, delicate, just, it's just right. It's just right. So ham, red onion marmalade, mozzarella, bread, buttered the wrong side up, bit of mozzarella on the top, air fryer, 180, six minutes, boom absolutely boom just just off the charts boom off the charts boom and i'm going to leave you with that and i'm now going to have the task of trying to work out what the hell i use as a piece of music for this episode because nothing's coming to mind and i'm 160 pieces of music in and i'm running out of ideas for that so i might even have to start thinking about what i talk about based on the fact that i've got a song that works it might be something completely random this week that has nothing to do with it because i haven't got a clue Anyway, stay safe, have a good weekend, and I'll speak to you next week. If you've enjoyed Therapy For Me, then please subscribe and share as you see fit. This has been an A Short Stories production.